the Gemara on Chavava Medveis, we began already the Gemara after the two dots here. It starts in the Winyan, but let's start again where it says, Vala Yasik Baicholo. said in the Mishnah, when you burn your chametz for Pesach, do not use it also as fuel to make a fire in an oven to cook with it, to bake with it. So in connection to this, the Gemara is going to talk about using things that are also bahana for fuel in your oven. We learned in Abraise, Tana Keren. An oven that you heat it up with peels from Arla or with stalks or uh, anything that comes from Keren, from Klaya Keren, that is, from Klayam. These are two things that are also Bahana. So it depends what kind of oven this was. Chodosh, if this was a brand new oven that was never heated up before, Yutats, you have to shatter this oven. Because the completion of the oven itself to strengthen the walls of the oven is by heating it up the first time. So now this oven has in it the effect of this Arla or Klayim that's Asabana. Yashan, if it was an oven that was used already before, Yutsan. So you just have to allow it to cool off and then you can bake it because you're not using the heat that came from the forbidden fuel. by If you heated it up with these things that are forbidden and you bake bread in it, are you allowed to eat the bread or not? Rabbi Yaimir Rabbi says, Hapas Asura, the bread is forbidden. The Chachamim Maimrim and the Chachamim say, Hapas Muteres, the bread is permitted. So, as we'll see soon in the Gemara, what's the basis of the Machlaikas of Rabbi and the Chachamim? The basis is the bread here got improved by being baked in the oven. What did it get improved from? From the fuel that came from something which is forbidden. So, Rabbi says the fuel comes from something which is forbidden, so you have the improvement of that fuel that's there caused in the bread. It's forbidden. Chachamim say, how does it work with fire? Fire is burning that forbidden item. So the fire comes not from the forbidden item itself, it's when the forbidden item gets burnt. So therefore, the fuel that's coming, the improvement in the bread, is not coming from the forbidden item. It's, got, it's coming from the burnt forbidden item. So there's never the, for, the improvement of the fuel of the forbidden item itself in the bread. So therefore, it's allowed. That's the basis of the Machlaikis. So therefore, the Braisa concludes, Bishlal Gabi Gecholim, if he burnt it, or he, sorry, he cooked it. Hope he didn't burn it. He cooked it on coals. Everybody would agree that in such a case, the bread is allowed or the food is allowed because it was already coals. For sure, the improvement of whatever you're cooking is not coming from, the, from anything which is forbidden because it already was coals. Says the Gemara but now we learned in another Braise where it does not make the distinction between a new oven or an old oven. This other Braise says, Be Chodosh, Be Yoshan, whether it's an old oven, whether it's a new oven, makes no difference. Yutsan, you just wait for it to cool off, and then you can use the oven. Before we said, if it's a new oven, you have to demolish it. Says the Gemara Lekashia, it's not a contradiction. Ha Rebbe, and the Ha Rabbanon. The two opinions that we just brought before, Rebbe and Rabbanon, they will also argue not only regarding the bread, if you're allowed to eat the bread, but they also argue regarding the oven itself. So Rashi explains, according to Rabbi that says that you have the fuel, the forbidden fuel that improves the bread and therefore you're not allowed to eat the bread, the same thing applies regarding the oven. Now you have the forbidden fuel that improved, strengthened the walls of this oven. So you have to demolish it if you want to use the oven. Mashenke and the Rabbanon that say that the fuel that's coming from this forbidden item is not coming from the forbidden item itself because it's burning. And therefore it's, it's allowed, you're allowed to eat the bread. So the same thing is also with the oven. The oven that you heat it up and it strengthened the walls, what strengthened the walls? Not the forbidden item, the fuel, it served as fuel, the fire from it, which burns it. So therefore the, the oven, you just have to allow it to cool off 
and then you can use the oven. Uh, you can use the oven. But the Gemara asks a question on this. When does Rebbe say it is an issue? That's only regarding the bread itself. The bread itself that you are going to bake in an oven that has fuel that comes from forbidden items. So that fuel, the improvement of the fuel is in the bread itself. That's what causes, it's causing the bread to cook, to bake. However, when it comes to an oven, a new oven, that you strengthen the oven by using these forbidden items. So what's happening here? You're not eating the oven itself. You're then going to use that oven and put other wooden to it and bake bread in it. So when you, the final product, the bread that you're going to bake and eat, there is a, there's two things that are causing this bread to be baked. There's the oven which Taken now exists and has the fuel, the, the forbidden fuel that strengthened the oven, but there's also the permitted wood that you used afterwards to heat up the oven. So there's a forbidden cause that is improving the bread, and there's also a permitted cause, which is whatever wood you put into the oven to bake the bread with it. So when you have a permitted source and a forbidden source that is, is causing this bread to bake, would this be forbidden? You're not uh, directly... Uh, having a know from the improvement from the bread itself that came from the forbidden fuel. So why would the, how, how do you know that Rebbe would say in this case that it's not allowed? So the Gemara is questioning the whole comparison. How could you compare the case of Shvach Eitzim, the pass, to the case where you have a new oven? And the new oven, it's not just the forbidden fuel, it's also a permitted fuel that you put in afterwards to bake in this oven. You're having the hana directly from the oven. The what? You're having the hana directly from the oven. Together, together with also a permitted cause. There's zeh v'zeh. There's, there's the forbidden cause and there's a permitted cause. Two things together that are guiding to be able to have the final product of the baked bread. So who says in such a case, Rebbe holds it's an issue. Zeh v'zeh guiding mi shamatli. Do we have a proof? Do we know, proof? Do we know that Rebbe holds that this is allowed? Ella says the Gemara, you're right. We can't compare the two. The question that we had of the two braises is not a question. Rabbeliezer is the one that holds that if you have a source from a forbidden source that causes, causes this bread to bake and a permitted cause, together it's the Rabbeliezer that says that it's not allowed. And Rabbanon say that it is allowed. The Gemara here will bring the source for this. Hi, Rabbeliezer. What's the source that Rabbeliezer says that Zebezegoidim is not allowed? Or that Zebezegoidim uh, that is not allowed? Yes. Is it the following Rabbeliezer that says in the mission of the Sa'ir regarding leaven? So you put Sa'ir into a dough in order to, like a yeast, to help it grow, to rise. It says in the mission, Sa'ir shall chulin vishal You have leaven. From Chulin, and you also have leaven from Truma. Shenaflu letaych ise. They both fell into a dough. What happens usually if you have Chulin that falls into Truma? If there's a mixture of Chulin and Truma, what's the rule? It becomes bottle. It's a null there. If it's, uh, there's a hundred times Chulin against the Truma. So over here, the case was that there's enough in the dough against the Truma that fell into it that it should be bottle. However, the issue is though. The leaven that falls in improves it. It makes it grow. It makes it rise. So that affects the whole uh, the whole chalet. So it's not going to be bottle. But the thing is, 
neither of them have enough potency to be able to cause it to rise, to be to, that the leaven should affect it. When it's starful, and now you have them both together, the chulin se'er that fell in, and the trumet se'er that fell in, you combine them together, the chintzu, and together they do have the ability to cause it to rise. So what's the Allah? Do I say that because the truma contributed to it rising, so therefore it's forbidden? Or do I say, since the truma can't rise on its own, so therefore it's not forbidden? says, I look at what fell in the last. Whatever fell in the last, that is what causes it to rise. The last, that's what, if it's chulim, it'll be permitted. If it's truma that fell in the last, it'll be osr. That's Rabbi Yezah's opinion. The Gemara is going to explain exactly why we go after the last in a second. We'll see in a moment here. The Chachamim say, The Isr, which in this case is the Trumet, whether it fell in first, whether it fell in second, it doesn't make any difference. The Trumet will only cause this dough to become Aser, if it has the ability on its own to cause the, the dough to rise. If it's only the trumet together with the chulin that they cause it to rise, doesn't make it also. So the Chachamim's opinion is clear. The Chachamim are saying this concept that we just mentioned before, that if you have two things here that are causing it to rise, permitted and forbidden, because it's causing it together, it doesn't make it also. The trumet on its own can't make it also, so therefore it's allowed. That's Rabbanan's opinion. What's the pshat in Rabbi Yezder's opinion? So the Gemara here brings what Abaye explained. For Omar Abaye, Abaye explained Rabbi Yezder's opinion. Loishanu, this that Rabbi Yezder says that because that I follow whatever goes last, and if the chulin fell in last, it will be allowed. Loishanu elo shekodam v'silek yaseiser. When the chulin fell in, what happened was first the truma fell in, and the truma began affecting the dough that it should uh, rise, but then. The chulin fell in. And when the chulin fell in, he removed the truma. He immediately removed the truma. So then, in such a case, once he, since he immediately removed the truma, so the effect of the truma causing it to rise has now been removed. So it's gone. And the chanami, it did have already an effect until now. But now that the chulin fell in, that effect of the truma has been removed. And now the chulin that's completing the process that it should rise. The silica says, so he removed it. In such a case, says Rabbi Yezer, the chulin that finished the process will make it osir. The basilica says, again, so because it's the chulin that's finishing the process, it won't be osir. But if he did not remove the trume, so then osir. So then because the trume is still there together with the chulin, and together they're causing it to rise, it'll be osir. So what do I see from the way Abai is interpreting what Rabbi Yezda said? Alma, I see from this, that if they, you have them both there together and they're both together causing it to rise, it's Aser. The only reason Rabbi Yezda says, I go after the one which is last, is because the Truma was already removed. So only the Chulim alone completed the process. But if they would be there together, Rabbi Yezda would hold. It doesn't make a difference which was first, which was last. If they're together causing it to rise, it'll be Aser. So this is the source of Rabbi Yezda holding that Zev is Zev. They're both Gairim, it would be Aser. Next one. second. Sure. Says the Gemara, Umimai. But from how, how do I know the time of the Rabbi Yezda Ka'abaya? 
How do I know this is the Pshat and what Rabbi Eliezer says? Abayah says so, but the Gemara says, you could learn this Mishnah differently. Maybe the reason of Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is, like it sounds like, literally from the words that he says, I follow the one that's there the last. That's the one that caused it. The one that fell in the last is the one that I say. We, we go according to that. That's the one that, uh, if it's mutter, if it's chulin, it's going to be mutter. If it's trum, it's going to be yasser. Loishno kodam vesilikis eser. It makes no difference if you remove the truma. Loishno loy kodam vesilikis eser. It makes no difference if you did not remove it. If they would fall in together, it would be allowed. So maybe the Abeliezer really holds that zev zeh goyrim. If you have two causes, it's really mutter. It's not a, it's not a problem. One cause it's mutter, one cause it's asa. It'll be mutter. LMI over here, the one that's last is considered to be the most potent thing that's causing it to actually become chametz. If it's trum, it'll be asa. If it's cholin, it'll be mutter. So Rav Liaz has a different opinion that you go according to the one that's last, but not the fact that it's causing it together. Now we're comparing this to the oven. Correct. How do you compare one to the oven? What's the problem? So once I, so the oven is, is siluk. Mm-hmm. The oven has to be in the category of siluk. Because the, uh, because the other, well, it's not siluk. No, I don't, I don't see it in a, in a way of siluk. The oven, that is what the oven is and will remain forever. The walls of the yeah, oven but will strengthen. Even, but I'm not eating the oven. And chanami. But what is the oven? The oven now was strengthened by this Yisuriya no that's in the walls of the oven itself and is staying there. Right, just like for example, a bliya when something gets uh, is, is absorbed into the ov- into the walls and it's 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 stayed there. It doesn't go it doesn't go away. Not the chayda. Okay, look. The point that the Gemara says right now is difficult to understand. What's the logic to follow what's last? What's that logic based on? If you're not removing the the iser anyways, so the iser is there. Who cares if the heter fell in last? So it's a little bit difficult to understand what's the logic in that. That's why Abaya. Well, explain because, differently because that's, that's that it like fell the, in the, and like it was taken out. Because that's like the mak of the But the chulim, the it's chulim it's and the trume are the still there, and the trume is while the makib patish is doing the chulim that was last, the trume is still active. The trume is active together with it. What difference does it make with, if one falls in, and then a, a, a five seconds later the other one falls in? So then I go according to the one that fell in five seconds later. So why should it make any difference? It's not so easy to understand uh, this, this prat. That's why Abaya, like I mentioned, said what he said. But the Gemara still says, if you look into the literal words of what Rabbi Yezah says, you don't clearly see a source for this idea that the Zagayim is forbidden. What you do see is that you go according to the one that's last. So now the Gemara brings from the next Mishnah, this is both Mishnayis and Abedizara, there's another Mishnah there, where it says a similar halacha, but here you clearly see that Rabbi Yezah says, Zagayim is going to be Osir. There's the Mishnah that it says regarding using wood as fuel from an Asheda tree. And it's in that Mishnah, it says very similar to what we spoke about before when we spoke about the oven. It says in the Mishnah, You take wood from an Avedizara tree, Asurim Bahano. You're not allowed to use it. You can't have a no from Avedizara. It's Isim and to have a no from Avedizara. Hisik ben Asataner, you heated up your oven with it. Chodosh Yutat. If it was a brand new oven, so you strengthen your walls of the oven through this, you have to demolish your oven. Yashon, if it's an old oven, Yutzan. You just have to allow it to cool off. Then the Braisa says, Afabayasapas, you bake bread in it. Asurabahano, so the bread becomes Asabahano because the bread has the improvement of the fuel of forbidden fuel. 
this bread, which is now forbidden, got mixed with other permitted breads, or and then what got mixed once got mixed a second time with other breads, cool and asurim It all becomes asabana. When it comes to Avedizara, the idea that we usually have, bitl beroi, that it becomes annulled by, by the majority, does not, does not take effect at all, and it all becomes asabana. So right over here we see in this Braise, of this Mishnah that is, it clearly says this concept, that if you're using the forbidden fuels to strengthen the walls of the oven, and then you're going to bake in it, you have to demolish your oven, even though it's zeh v'zeh gaidim. You're going to put permitted wood into your oven, but this, this is the mission that clearly says this idea of zeh v'zeh gaidim, that it's going to be aser. says, That what the person has to do is, when it got mixed, we're talking about, Rabbi Yezer is arguing only specifically on that detail. When it got mixed, you don't have to throw it all out. What you do is, you take the value of that Avedizara that's mixed in over here, and you offset it by throwing that into the Yama Melach, and then uh, for the, uh, of the rest, you could have a no. Amruloi, the Chachamim, the Tanakama, argue with him and say, Ain't Pidyan Avedizara. There's no way, you can't do this, there's no option of redeeming, of taking the value of the Avidizara Hanor that's in this and throwing it into the Yama Melech. So that's the Machloikis between Rabbi Yezer and the Chachamim, whether you could redeem it by throwing the value into Yama Melech. But they both agree that when you have Zebezeg Gaiden, when you have a brand new oven and it's fuel that strengthens the walls, and then you're going to bake bread in it, it's going to be awesome. So this is the source that Rabbi Yezer said so. And in fact, Rashi says it's not only Rabbi Yezer, the Tanakhama in that Mishnah says the same thing. The Gemara calls it Rabbi Yezer because we don't know the name of the Tanakhama, so it says Rabbi Yezer. But it's really Rabbi Yezer and the Chachamim in this Mishnah that say so. And that's the source of the first Braise that we learned before that says the same Allah. Says the Gemara, how, did, how could you compare, how could you bring a source from the case of Avedizara? I see Rabbi says so regarding a case of Avedizara. The Chomer, Isura, the Isra of Avedizara is very stringent. When it comes, however, to other Isurim in the Teireh, Mi Shametlei, does Rabbi hold of the same thing? How, would I, how, how do you know that this concept of Zeh, Zeh, Gairim, to be so stringent when you have two causes, a permitted and a forbidden cause, how do you know that he says this by all Yisurim and not only by Avedizara? So we don't have any source. Says the Gemara, So what you have to say is as follows. In Cain, if this is your question, and you're going to say that you don't compare the two, so who are you going to say the Braise that we quoted before is? You're refusing to accept any opinion. It's not the first Rabbi Yezah we quoted. It's not this Rabbi Yezah. So who's that Braise? We have to say that's who it is. There's no other choice. Besides this, we did learn clearly in Abraisa where it says that this idea of regarding the new oven, just like he said it regarding Avedizara, he said the same thing regarding all Yisurim and the Teira, so therefore we do compare them. And we don't say that Avedizara is uniquely stringent, different than all Yisurim and the Teira. So this is the source of Zevizeh Gaidim. Now the Gemara comes back to what it said before, Rebbe. Originally, the Gemara wanted to say that the one that said that the oven, the new oven has to be demolished was Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe that said that the improvement of the fuel goes into the bread, and therefore the bread is forbidden to eat. Rebbe also says the same thing regarding a brand new oven. And the Gemara asked that it's not the same thing, because by the oven it's Zevizagayim. But the Gemara never outright said that it's impossible to be Rebbe. All the Gemara said is, I don't have a source that Rebbe would agree to this. And therefore brought Rabbi Yezah. So now the Gemara comes back and says, Omar Abaya. Abaya said, 
In Timtzalaymar, if you're going to say, Zebezeh Gairim Osir, that when you have the two causes, it's going to be Osir, Rabbi, this is Rabbi's opinion, and Hainu Rabbi Yezer, and he holds the exact same of Rabbi Yezer, so then I'll have no questions. The question that the Gemara is going to bring up in a moment. Vim Timtzalaymar, Zebezeh Gairim Mutter. Now, but if you're going to say that Rabbi disagrees with Rabbi Yezer, and Rabbi holds that Zebezeh Gairim is permitted, and the only reason the bread itself is forbidden to eat is because the improvement of the fuel goes directly into the bread without any additional cause. So we can now say the same, a similar halacha, when you get to another case. I have plates, or cups, or flasks, a CD, they would be forbidden to use. If these cups or whatever they are that were uh, strengthened were made through forbidden fuel, so you can't drink directly out of them. Why not? Because there's no zevezek item. They were, if they were formed, if they were made through forbidden fuel, so you're using them directly. You're drinking directly out of them. So it's not going to be allowed. Just like the bread that gets the improvement of the fuel directly from the forbidden fuel. Kipligi, when would there be an argument bitaner a kadeda only regarding an oven or a pot? Both in the case of an oven and a pot, so you have the forbidden fuel that strengthened the walls of the oven or the walls of the pot, and also the permitted wood or fuel that you use to heat up the oven or to heat up to make a fire to cook with the pot. So by an oven or a pot, the one that says that it's forbidden, it'll be forbidden. The one that says that when you have two causes, it's allowed, shot it would be allowed. This is one version of this statement. Others said that you can't put an oven and a pot into the same category. There's a difference. What's the difference? Even the one that says that when you have two causes, then it would be permitted. So you should apply that to an oven and a pot equally. They have a second cause, a second permitted cause, but it's not the same. Kedera asura, with a pot, you're not allowed to use it if the pot, the walls of the pot were formed through forbidden fuel. How does a person typically cook? You place the food into your pot first, and then afterwards you place the pot in the fire. So even before you had the permitted fuel, the other gaitim that's permitted, you already used the pot which was created through forbidden fuel as a to receive, to hold the food, the food inside it. So therefore, there's no oh, zevazeg gaitim. It doesn't go into the food. Huh? The what? It doesn't go into the food. Because they, you the could, and a chanami, but the very fact that you're using the hishtamshus, the very fact that you're using the pot to hold the food in it, is already an issue because you're having hana from these walls that would not be intact, that would not be strong to be able to contain the food inside of it, if not for the forbidden fuel that strengthened the walls. So just using the pot, even without cooking in it, is already an issue. And then you go and put it on the fire and you put the fuel, the permitted fuel. How does a person typically bake? You, you turn, you put uh, your, the, the oven, at least in those days, I mean, today might be a little bit different, but in those days you heated up your oven, you have the fuel inside the oven, and you have the oven that's hot already, and then you place your bread into the oven. So you're placing your bread into the oven from the very first second, it's zev, zev, You have the walls of the oven that are forbidden, but then you have the, the permitted fuel that's inside of the oven. So, so that's where it's so, going to be an so issue. if you didn't cook the food that you put into the day, it'll become muscle anyway, just by putting it in. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, correct, exactly.
just by uh, containing, well, I'm not sure if you, no, no, no. <laughs> to, to say that, one second, to say that the food is usher, there was no blia. So the food won't be usher. But you were over on an isser, though. You were over on an isser by using, having hana of using the walls to contain your food. So, but, but if you take the food right out and it didn't have any effect on the food, it's not going to be usser. That's the chayr of the pshad in the Gemara there. Um, so according to what it says here in the Gemara, if you do it in the reverse, <coughs> let's say if a person puts his pot in the fire and he first heats up his uh, pot and then he puts the food inside. It's not the way you usually do it, but if you first heat it up your pot and then you put your food inside, or by the oven you do it in the reverse. You first put your bread into the oven and then you heat uh, up the oven, so then it would be the opposite of what the Gemara says here. The chayr. Please can talk about it. Okay, let's go to Gemara Vaita. So he spoke about the very same subject, and he quoted the opinions in the opposite that we had before. Oven that was heated up with these things that are aser bahano chodosh. If it's a brand new oven, yutats you have to demolish the oven. The walls are not forbidden. Yoshin if it's an old oven, yutzan you just have to cool it down. Offer by a if you then cooked or baked the bread with this oven with this fuel that is that's for, forbidden. Rabbi Yoyme Rabbi says hapas muteres the bread is allowed. The Chachamim hapas asuda and the Chachamim are the ones that said that the pas the bread would be forbidden. As the Gemara but Vatanya ipcha the Brayse that we quoted before said the exact opposite. It was Rabbi that said that it's forbidden and the Chachamim were the ones that said it's allowed. Says the Gemara, Shmuel ibchetani. So we'll have to say that Shmuel had the verse, ver, the version of that, but I said the opposite. Or I could tell you, no. Shmuel intentionally changed the opinions, even though he had the Brayse before Rebbe saying it's Aser. Shmuel intentionally changed it. Why? But Al Makasaba Shmuel usually Shmuel holds halachik Rebbe mechaveiroi v'loy mechaveirov. If Rebbe is arguing with one of his colleagues then the halacha will be like Rebbe against one of his colleagues. But if, Rebbe, if Rebbe is arguing with the majority, with Chavei Rav, with Chachamim, that argue against him, then we do not pass him like Rebbe. But a Baha, in our case, Shmuel held, this is an exception, we do pass him like Rebbe, even against the Chachamim that argue with him. So he didn't want people to make a mistake about this. People will think that in this case, the halacha is not like Rebbe as well. So the Savar, he thought to himself, Isnai Ipche, let me teach this in the opposite to say that the Chachamim, are the, the majority, are the ones that said that it's Aser. So the opinion of the Rabbana will be for, the, for Iser. So people will pass in like the Rabbanon, which is really Rebbe's opinion. So for this purpose, you're allowed, the Mepharshim may bring the source for this. For this purpose, you're allowed to change your opinions in order to make sure that people will pass in right. Even though he's saying something which is not true. He's attributing the opinion to the wrong source. But he wants people to pass in the right halacha. So it's not even like exception of, of the rule. The, like you said, the usual the rule is if, if he is against the majority, he wouldn't know. So he had to go out of his way and, and ask him like the majority, the, the opposite of his opinion, so that this okay. would be kosher, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so Bishla, going back to the other point that it says in the Braise. Bishla, Gabi Gecholim, Divriya, Koyla, Pasmuteres. What did it say in the Braise? In a case where you talk, the bread, and you cooked it on top of coals. Everybody would agree that in such a case, it's allowed. The issue is, <coughs> not, w- before it became coals. So the Gemara now is going to explain exactly the different stages of using materials that are asubahano, when it's an argument, when it's not, when everybody would agree that it's not an issue. They both argued about this. 
Chadomar, one of them said, what kind of calls are we talking about over here when we say that everybody agrees it's allowed? <laughs> We're only talking about calls that are very dim. They're basically extinguished calls. But if you're talking about calls that are flames, there's fire, it's still burning, in such a case, they would say that it's permitted. Rabbi would say that it's, uh, that, that it's, that it's also, sorry, that it's forbidden. Because if the Gechalim are... Uh, are still leichashais, so it's getting the source of the fire from a forbidden source. It's only if the gecholim are dim, then I say that the source of the heat is not coming from a forbidden source, according to everybody. Chadamar. Why is it coming from a forbidden source? One second, let's see, the Gemara will explain. Chadamar, the other opinion says, Afile gecholim leichashais, even if the coals are, are burning and they're, they're still on fire and they're burning, Nami mutarin, everybody would agree that it's permitted. So again, let's go back to the point that we said before when you have forbidden uh, materials. So if the fire is still burning inside this coal, so what does that mean? That there's still some leftover of that's some of the, le- of, the, of the, that's being consumed over there, and therefore it's still on fire. So therefore, there would still be a machlaikas about that. But if the coals are already dim, they're, they're, they're hot coals, you can cook with it, but it's dim, it's not fire burning, so then the source of the iser is gone. So in such a case, everybody would agree. Says the Gemara, now let's understand this. Let's go back to the Machlaikis of Rebbe and the Rabbanam. The one that says that if the fire is burning, so then I say that it's Asr Mishum, the Yeshvach Eitzim Bepas, because there's the improvement of the forbidden wood in the bread. So we understand. So the one that says that if it's Leichashay, so it's Asr, because you have the forbidden fuel that's there in the bread. El Lamandoma. But the one that says that if it's leichashais, if you have the forbidden fuel in the bread, so then it's going to be per, per, permitted. So you don't have the forbidden fuel. So pass the osar, the yesh, vach, eitzim, pass l'rebi, heichi So the case of bread, that you have the improvement of the wood in the bread, what case is this? The Gemara right now is asking, you basically when you're using forbidden fuels, forbidden materials, you have these two options, these two scenarios. Either you have the coals that are on fire and they're burning, the forbidden fuels are on fire, or it's already dim. So according to the opinion that says that even if it's on fire, everybody agrees that it's mutter, so in what case did Rebbe say that it's going to be uh, awesome? Says the Gemara, The case is when you mamish have a piece of wood, that's not coals at all. It's mamish a piece of wood that's still here, and you have a fire that you put, uh, that you lit this piece of wood on fire, and you have the fire that's coming directly out of this piece of wood. It's not coals at all, not extinguished coals, and not dim coals, not uh, coals that are on fire. It's mamish a piece of wood that's still here. In such a case, Rabbi said that it's forbidden. Says the Gemara Meklal that Abana the Pliga Does that mean that the Abana that disagree with this? That they hold it in such a case, so even in such a case when your mamish have the piece of wood that's forbidden still here, that it would be allowed. Even when you have mamish a fire that's coming directly from the forbidden piece of wood. So, in what case, according to the Rabbanon, would there be an Isser? When is there? We know that there's forbidden things that it's also to have a of. How and when are you having a from this piece of wood? Even if, if it's mamish here in existence and the fire comes out of it, you're saying that it's still permitted. So what is the scenario when the wood is also bahanov? According to the Rabbanon, the only way that it would be also to have a from this wood is if it's a, fo- a stool. 
you're taking this piece of wood and you're building out of it a, a, a footstool or a chair, and then you're having a knob from the wood in existence. If you make a fire with it, even if the fire comes mamish from the wood that's still here, it's not going to be osar. Uh, because the fuel, fire, what the whole idea of fire is, that it's burning it to create the fire. It consumes it to create the fire. So even if the piece of wood is still in existence, but the fire, though, comes from the aspect of the wood that's getting burnt. So it doesn't make a difference if it's still in existence. The fire, though, is coming from that chalik that's getting burnt. Only if you're mamish making a stool out of it, then it's going to be a problem. You're having a no from the wood in existence. Rami Bachome asked a question from Rav Chista. Tanur shehisikoi ba'atze hektish. A oven that you heated up with wood that came from hektish. Va'afa ba'ya pas, and then you bake the bread in it. L'rabonon, the shorub b'kamaise, according to the rabonon that said before, in the previous case, regarding heating up the oven with forbidden materials. So the rabonon say that that's allowed. My, what are they going to say over here regarding if you heat it up with wood that came from hektish, and you're not allowed to have a nor from hektish. If you heated it up with wood that came from Hektish, in this case, the Rabbana would say that it's forbidden. Ask the Gemara, what's the difference? What difference is there between Hektish, from Hektish, and the fact that Yinalarabanah from Arla? Why over here would you say that the Rabbana agree? You can't compare the two. What's the halacha by Arla? If it falls into something else and it gets mixed with something else, if there's 200 against it, it becomes bottle. But by hektish, you don't say that. Hektish, a filler, the elaf, loy, bottle. Hektish, when it gets mixed with something else, it doesn't become bottle at all. So what do I see? The iser by hektish goes to a much further extent. So therefore, it's understood why Rabbana would say, even when you use it as fuel, the fact that the fire is consuming the material, is not, it's not going to be bottle. I still say that the fire is taking its energy coming from this fuel, and therefore it's forbidden. So this thing, the, the, the distinction is simple. So Rabbi says, If there's a question on this halacha, this is the following is the question. And here the Gemara is going to bring up a few uh, details regarding the halacha of Mi'ila. Says the Gemara, What's the issue by Hektish? The issue by Hektish is Mi'ila, that he misused it. What's the halacha by Mi'ila? The one that's using this fuel is being mild, is misusing hektish. And the halacha is, once you misuse the hektish, the material, the item that you misuse of hektish, loses its status of hektish, it goes out to chulen. Rashi here explains that it actually depends what kind of hektish you're talking about. There's two types of hektish. There's one type of hektish where the item itself is kodesh, kedusha, saguf. There's an intrinsic kedusha in the very essence of it itself. Then, even if you misuse it, you mile in it, it doesn't change the status of it, it remains hektish. And you could be mile a second time. But if you're talking about something which is not Kaddish Kedushas Aguf, it's only Kaddish Kedushas Domim, it only has the Kedusha of the value of it, it's something that we will Makdish to Bedek Abayas, not a carbon, a carbon has Kedushas Guf, but something that has only the value of money that belongs to the hektish. If you used it, if you misused it once for a purpose of chulin, it goes out of hektish. You already downgraded it by using it once. It goes out of the status of hektish, and now you can't be moil a second time. Whatever additional use you have out of this, is, it's not considered to be hektish anymore. So what's the Gemara's question? The one that used, that misused this wood for the fuel of the oven, 
he took it out of hektish. Once he took it out of hektish, so now the bread that became improved by this is not anymore using hektish. He already heated up the oven before, and then he placed the bread into the oven. So now the bread is not getting its heat from anything which is hektish. It was downgraded already. That's the question you should ask on this. So the Gemara here is going to explain, no, there is a scenario where you use something from hektish, and it does not leave hektish. What we're talking about over here is fuel, wood, that came from a carbon shlomim. What's the halacha of a carbon shlomim? By a carbon shlomim, so there's no halacha of me'ila. The details and all the halachas of me'ila, that you have to bring a carbon me'ila when you misuse hektish, does not apply to a carbon shlomim. And the reason is because it's kachim kalim. Kachim kalim is a carbon that belongs to the owner. It, it, yes, he brings it as a carbon to the base of Mikdash, but the owner is, a, is he, he is the balabas of this uh, kachim. So therefore, there's no me'ila. However, once you're makdash it, there is an isra to use it. The me'ila, the halach of me'ila doesn't apply, but there is an isra to use it. So what's the point over here? So now the Gemara says, Valibe the Rabbi Yehuda. And now we see from what Rabbi Yehuda says, that the point that we said before, that once you moil and you downgraded it, now it leaves the status of hektish. That does not apply in a case where there's no me'ila. What did Rabbi Yudah say? Rabbi Yudah said, Hektish b'shoigig mischalal b'meizid eina mischalal. Hektish, if you misused it b'shoigig, and the concept of me'ila applies, when do you have to bring a carbon me'ila? Only if you are mild b'shoigig. So if you are mild b'shoigig, and then the halachas of me'ila apply that you have to bring a carbon, so then I say that because you are mild and the carbon me'ila applies, you downgraded it, it leaves the status of hektish, and now you can't be mild again. But b'meizid, if you misuse something b'meizid, and there is no carbon me'ila for that, then enim is It does not get downgraded, and it still remains in the status of hektish. B'meizid, my time alloy. Why, if you misuse the b'meizid, does it not get downgraded? Kivin, the lav, bar, mi'ilahu. Because you were not, over on the iser of mi'ila, that you have to bring a carbon for it. So therefore, it still remains in the status of hektish. Does not go out to cholin. So what do I see from what Ab Yehuda says? When you misuse something from hektish, does it leave the status of hektish or not? Rabbi Yudha says, it will also depend on whether you're chayv in the carbon me'ila or not. If you will moil and you're chayv in the carbon me'ila, which is b'shegeg, it leaves hektish. If it was b'mezid and you're not chayv in the carbon me'ila, so then it does not leave hektish. So I could apply the same thing to using wood that was um, designated for using it to buy a carbon shlomim for it. Shlomim nami, so when it's designated for a carbon shlomim, kivin the lav bar me'ila ninu, since it's kachim kalim. And me'ila does not apply to this. Loi nafke lehu lecholim. Does not go. It does not get downgraded. It does not go down to cholim even after you used it the first time. And that's the kind of fuel that we're talking about over here that it was used and it does not leave the status to go into cholim. The Gemara. Let's finish off the saying to the two dots here. The Gemara now asks on this concept itself. Is it true that any time a person uh, was moil once, and so automatically it gets downgraded, and it goes out to chulin, v'hatanya, but we learned in the kolan esrofim, all kinds of things that are asr bahana, and you have to burn them, there's a, a, a list of things that have to be burnt if they're asr bahana, once you burn them, afron mutter, now the ashes is allowed to be used. Chutz, there's two exceptions, the Braise says, atzi yashera, avidizaratri, ve'efer hektish, lo'olam asr, the ashes of hektish will always be asr. So the question is, why is it always awesome? Once you used it as fuel and you burnt it, so now 
it went out from Cholin, from Hektish to Cholin. You downgraded it. You were mile in it. Shouldn't it become permitted? Answers the Gemara. Two answers here. One answer is, This Braise is saying that it remains in the status of Hektish, not when the person was mile, not that a person made any fire. It got burnt on its own. There's no individual that misused it. So therefore it remained in its status of Hektish. And then it remains also forever. Rav Shmaya says, we're talking about the ashes of the Mizbeach. We're talking about the ashes of the Mizbeach. Nobody misused it. It's the Karbonis, the ashes from the Karbonis. The Tanya, the Pasik says, the Nachas, you have to take those ashes off the Mizbeach and place it near the Mizbeach. Gently, the Samai Kula, you have to place it all there together. And the Samai Shaloyafazi, you have to place it there and not scatter it around. This is the ashes that remains also forever.